What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Jordi Martinez-Novo, the solo dev working on a title known as Horrors of Space. Jordi, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. Of course. Before we talk about the game, I always like to start these interviews getting to know the creators behind the game. So Jordi, mm -hmm. how did you get into the game space, and how did you decide to start working on Horrors of Space? Well, it started as a... Um... I mean, I'm, I'm a gamer. I've always liked uh, video games, and the it was always on the back of my mind, but I didn't uh, make that jump to it. So it started like uh, trying out. Uh, I was researching how the possibilities of how I could like get into it because I mm -hmm. I already know some coding and 3D animation and modeling, so that part was like covered, but I didn't have a, an interface or an engine. So I found that like uh, there was Unity and Unreal Engine 4. Mm -hmm. And I started like, uh, I downloaded Unreal Engine 4 and started like uh, trying to familiarize with it. And with some tutorials and my previous knowledge, I just started trying out stuff. And I just, I knew what I, what I wanted to do, what uh, what game I wanted to do, but I didn't know really know how to get into it. But Unreal Engine 4 was like my platform to really get into it. Gotcha. That makes sense. And are you working hmm. on this full time or is this more of just a side project for you? Yeah, it started like a side project because I was, well, I'm a professional video editor too. Oh, and okay. yeah, and... Uh, I was like, mm, it was my side project on my free time. S since I'm, I'm a freelancer, I have some free time sometimes. So right. uh, I was like mm, getting into it and trying. And then the last few months with the global pandemic and stuff, uh, mm -hmm. my workload like slowed down. And now I'm almost full time at it. Okay. Wow. So, and I assume <laughs> that as the, hopefully the pandemic uh, becomes less of a thing and yeah. hopefully goes away. Uh, are you going to continue working on this as a full-time thing? Are you really committed to this or will you think that that get pushed back a little bit depending on what your workload looks like? Yeah, no, I'm going to get into it full-time in the next oh. few months. Yeah, yeah I'm, I have like a plan to, to like be able to finish it in the probably in six months or so. I think oh, wow. I need nice. like six to eight months to finish it. So, right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and just looking at the game, uh, yeah. I saw the trailer. It makes sense that you're uh, someone who works with video because it <laughs> is cut very well. And so I was <laughs> like, you. oh, this looks no problem. I was like, this looks awesome. I, I definitely can see myself playing this with my friends. I can see <laughs> myself having a good time with it. But before we get too de uh, deep into this, how would you describe Horrors of Space? For someone who doesn't know what it is, and why why should an audience member be excited to play it? Horrors of Space is a horror action experience uh, that you can experience with your friends. And even though, well, for now I only have one map uh, almost finished, like eighty percent finished. Mm -hmm. But um, each run, you're gonna have. Well, the objective is to uh, get out alive, escape the the spaceship. Mm -hmm. in the escape pods so each experience will be unique for every player because uh, uh, events will be randomly generated so apart from the horror action experience 
will be unique every run you take. Right. That was something I noticed and something that intrigued me. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what those ex those events might be? So I know that in the Steam page, and I'm sure you want to keep a few of those under your hat because hmm. you don't want to give all your secrets away, but can you give us a little bit of what some of those events might look like? Well, for starters, the, the AI of the creature is uh well it has like behavior trees and and it uh, behaves dynamically to what's happening around it so if it hears if the creature hears something is gonna go towards it and if uh, an alert is is triggered it's gonna go towards it too so for stars that the creature will be unpredictable mm -hmm. some to some degree and also the um, well there's gonna be a a crafting system, an inventory system, and items will be generated uh, randomly throughout the, the space, the ship. And um, there will be some... Well, I don't know if I should say... Well, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, some, you don't have to give everything away. <laughs> no, yeah. It's okay. Uh, some... I mean, the objective is to uh, get key cards to unlock the rooms with the computers. To, mm -hmm. And you have you're gonna have to hack those computers to gain access to the escape escape pods. So right. the um, in the com uh, inside the when you're inside the computer, you're gonna have you're gonna have two options: to hack it, just brute force hack it, or try to get a clue, a password clue, and you're gonna have to search the ship for mm -hmm. the clue that it gives you. So you have two options in that sense, and some players can play it one way, and some players can it another way so there are gonna be many possibilities that makes sense and that also goes into another one of my questions because i did notice you said in the steam page something to the nature of having those passcodes or sometimes just being able to brute force your way yeah. into areas uh can you talk a little bit about kind of the the pros and cons of that i assume this might be something where you're brute forcing your way in and it'll alert the the monster but is it something where if you do that you could also possibly you know break a door or or make it so you can't get into certain rooms things like that what does that look like well the rooms that are locked are going to be unlocked with key cards and key cards yeah. are going to be spread around the ship each time mm -hmm. in a different place so the thing is with with brute forcing you're going to have to hack the computer and it's going to be going to take some time and right. time so is you're sitting duck just yeah. out there hacking yeah. gotcha that's the thing and you can also there are going to be like uh you're going to hit firewalls and you're going to have to do like a mini game inside the computer okay. and Very if you cool. fail you're gonna yeah hit an alert and that creature will go straight towards you so it has uh, some risks doing it gotcha. that way yeah that's interesting so correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a match where you're trying to escape from just one specific alien, right? The main enemy, yeah. like this isn't a swarm of aliens. No. Nope. Uh, okay. And in that case, I, I imagine that this alien has to be very overpowered or that yeah. in the game, you don't really have many weapons. Is this going to be a game that more revolves around stealth as opposed to combat? Yeah. The thing is, uh, you're going to have a limited amount of uh, inventory uh, space. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna have to craft some items to, yeah, like defend yourself against it, or, yeah, it really uh, revolves more around stealth. It's not a sh uh, first-person shooter. It's like mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna have some items that you can use. Some characters are gonna have some special items. One of them will be, yeah, like a 
uh, ray gun that you can defend yourself against, uh, so you can defend yourself against the, the alien, but uh, it's not going to be a central part of it. It's going to be very limited, and yeah, the alien's going to be overpowered to, com- gotcha. to compensate. Right, and that makes sense. Obviously, hmm. if you only have one enemy and you have four other people, you don't want it to just be, oh, we'll just gang up on him and win. <laughs> no. So a little bit more on the alien. Can you tell us more about that backstory around how this alien got on the ship or what kind of dangers that it brings? Yeah, I mean, uh, that part of the story, it's actually not very clear how it gets into the ship. Okay. I don't, I, I don't, so I, I can't answer that question just yet. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, so we'll move on to the next one. I saw on your Twitter that you're showcasing many of the rooms in the game, which yeah. is super cool and a really great way to hype people up to see what they could expect for the game. But there seems to be a lot of different areas. Like it's a pretty large map, at least from the way it's been shown. There's multiple levels. The rooms are pretty big and open. Uh, is it common that in each game you'll have to go through each of these rooms to complete your objective as in like, scour the entire map or is it something more to the nature where you start in certain areas and the alien based on that dynamic uh that learning system is just going to chase you in different areas and have that random key cards like is it something where you have to explore the entire map or just more those specific locations that fit that objective for that specific match yeah the um, the rooms that i showcased in the, in my twitter are like the main because they the computers are in them and you have gotcha. to to hack a certain number of computers to unlock the the escape pods. So the degree in which you explore the spaceship is also optional. I mean, you you have to find the key cards. You can go straight towards the certain places that there are more possibilities to to find them. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to explore the whole ship every time. Just get to the objective and and unlock the computers and just go. Is this going to be something where you know where the key cards are each time you start into a game? Or is it more of a exploration where you know which computers you need to unlock, but you don't know where those key cards are? Yeah, the thing is that the key cards are going to be randomly placed every time around the ship. And so you have to find them while trying to not uh, alert the creature that you're there and get killed in the process right right and as far as the objective it seems like that's the main thing of completing these these computers these terminals to possibly power Hmm. up your escape pods is there any other objectives that you might have during this game or is it mostly that and then just trying to survive as well as you can and using those resources to protect yourself while doing those activities yeah there are gonna be also like random events as i called them mm-hmm. uh which can be from like uh, the ship can get uh you can there can be a fire on a random place of the ship of the ship and you have to to put it out gotcha. or a window can get broken and you have to fix it just before it uh, you run out of air there are gonna be certain things like that that wow. you're gonna have to do on top of everything else it you sounds, have to do <laughs> yeah it sounds like this is gonna get hectic real quick yeah <laughs> that's the idea <laughs> That's awesome. As far as this game goes, how long do you anticipate an average game length will run? Yeah, it can be actually from 15, 20 to like, it, it can be unlimited in that it can take as long as you as you need to, to finish the objective, which is uh, getting out of the ship. 
Right. Okay. But, but from, it sounds yeah, like... from 20 to 45 minutes would be like a range. That's a pretty good length. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then when it comes to games with multiplayers, I hmm. always consider balancing as a potential challenge. How yeah. does the game change if you only have two players versus a full party of four? Uh, I mean, when you get in, well, the, the online system is going to be, you have to be four people to start a game. Okay, so you have to always You have play to be four, four yeah. Gotcha. Because it, if not, it's going to be really unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. You And you also mentioned something to the nature of the characters having their own abilities. Is this something where uh, each one of them is going to have a unique role that they can play or something that, that adds to the nature of needing each of those four characters? Yeah, the thing is, uh, yeah, some of them will have like uh, um, some advantage, uh, like uh, some of them will be faster at running but slower at hacking. Or, gotcha. And also, every one of them will have a special, unique object that only they can use. So, for example, the doctor will have a special healing device, or another one will have uh, the ray gun that you can defend yourself again uh, with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the thing is, you ha- you're gonna have to play on the strengths of of each character to successfully escape. That makes sense. And I don't know why the fact that you mentioned that there's a doctor and, and a bit of a healing <laughs> part to it kind of made me think, is this something where in the run, if one person gets caught by this alien, let's say, and mm-hmm. they they become uh, defeated, downed, killed, whatever you call it in the game, is this going to be an action that impedes the team where you can't revive your teammates? And No, once you're dead, you're... You're permanently dead. dead yeah there's no oh, there's no way of getting back in the game once you're dead gotcha. so the rest of the characters will have to the, well the rest of the players will have to work twice as, as hard to get out right okay so very detrimental to the team if one person yeah. is taken out gotcha uh i mean this sounds super interesting uh the estimated date at this point seems to be 2021 it sounded like you already gave us kind of a a six to eight month range how is development going do you feel confident in you know the the way that it's been progressing so far yeah i mean gameplay wise it's uh maybe 80 percent finished the actual gameplay of the of the game uh, I have to get into more of the HUD, the interfaces and stuff, but development's actually going, I th- I'm pretty confident about it. And um, midway through 2021, it's like um, my aim at this point. Well, I hope you can hit it because I'd love to play it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm all about this coming out sooner rather than later. As far as the, you briefly mentioned it, but as far as that map goes, you kind of alluded to saying that you wanted to create a secondary map. Is that going to be something that rolls out with that 2021 release? Or is that something where you want to push out the first one, get feedback, and then look to build a secondary map, like a different ship? Is that what you're planning on doing? In the time that I've got, I mean, mid-2021, I don't think I'm going to be able to do a whole another map, a whole other map. But right, yeah, maybe I'll be halfway into it when when the game releases and a few months later I'll release it. Also counting on the feedback that I have from the first one. If something is very overpowered or something, I'll have mm-hmm. time to adjust. 
Right. That makes sense. You always yeah. want to get that feedback from the audience because it's just going to make the game better overall. Hmm. Uh, are you planning on doing anything such like an early access or a Kickstarter or something before it officially re- launches? Or are you just planning to build some hype around it and full launch when it comes to that 2021 release? Yeah, in a few months, my plan is to do uh, a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like uh, maybe October or so, a few, mm-hmm. two, two, two to three months. Because, yeah, there are things uh, that I can, I mean, I can mm, develop most of the uh, gameplay stuff of the game, uh, modeling, designing, but uh, there are certain areas that I need like a specialized person to do it and I need uh, outside help from, from, from other people. So I need a budget to cover that, right. that necessity. So a Kickstarter campaign is going to be... It's gonna be necessary to finish uh, successfully finished the this, the development of the game. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And the good thing, especially for for putting a Kickstarter out for a game, the fact that you already have three thousand followers on your Twitter is pretty. It's a pretty nice chunk to start off with. So it's not like you're trying to actively get known. It seems like a lot of people already have eyes on this game, but it'll just give even more of a a push and that marketing towards your name to also hopefully get that money that you're looking for yeah i'm very i'm very grateful because uh, everyone uh, on twitter is very like supportive some some people also offer their their help and their expertise in some on some area, on some areas so the people are very supportive and very like friendly towards uh, the concept and they they really seem to like the concept of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that a lot of people have been looking for. It reminds me a lot of things like uh in a way, like a Left 4 Dead or some type of, you know, that that action adventure game where hmm. you're you're with a group of people and trying to complete some objective and I think especially in today's day and age with the pandemic and being locked down a lot of people are looking for games like this so that they can still interact with friends if they can't do it you know in person (laughs) um so i i think it's the right time i think it's a cool concept um one of the things that i always like to round these conversations out with is just hearing advice from those in the indie space because obviously as a solo dev i i always love to hear it from from the people who are working on this by themselves because i know that this can be such a daunting task (laughs) the fact that it's it's just you Hmm. um but what's what's some advice or some tips maybe some things you would have wanted to know before you got into horrors of space and where you're at now yeah i think uh one piece of of advice that that i would give is uh just uh just try i mean there are so many tools out there that you can play with and and try them for free most of them now so just uh try to create whatever you want to create and also ask for help if you need it because there are many people out there that are willing to give it so that would be (laughs) my advice (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's good advice, right? You gotta, you gotta be able to just get out there and work on things and see what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what hmm. you need practice with. And then for those other pieces that you might not be good at, there's so many resources, there's so many people and 
you even said it, Jordy, there's a lot of people who are willing to help and who want to give that advice and be that expert to, to help you out, or maybe even not that expert, just someone who has dabbled in the area before and yeah. wants to give that information to you as well. Um, for those listening, Horrors of Space is currently in development, but you can go ahead and wishlist the game on Steam, and hopefully soon that Kickstarter will be launched. I'm sure our Twitter page will do a, a shout-out. Maybe we'll talk about it on God Bless the Crowd in our news episode as well, so give you a little bit more uh, marketing for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> no problem. But once again, Jordy, thank you so much for coming on today. Best of luck with the game. Thank you so much.